Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Pardon the interruption, but I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. Today, the title of my live stream is five things that your empath partner really wants you to know about being in a relationship with them. And I think the perfect way to get started is to talk about some of the common um, struggles that empaths have in relationships. So I have my notes here. So I remember to talk about everything. So five common empath problems in relationships. So the first one is, and you know, this list is definitely not exclusive to just empaths. This can definitely happen in any sort of relationship. Um, But these typically do come up when you're an empath in a relationship. So five common empath problems in relationships. Hi, Sophie. Thanks for joining the live. So the first common empath problem in relationships is not seeing eye to eye, um, you know, kind of disagreeing with your partner, but it's more in the sense of that you see things differently. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Number two, another common empath problem in a relationship is feeling misunderstood, not feeling heard or seen, and almost feeling like you've lost that sense of, you know, individual identity. Because when we're with other people, it can be so easy to absorb their energy, you know, and really sometimes people start to realize they're like becoming just like the other person and they're losing their sense of self. So that's pretty typical when you're in a relationship with an empath. I feel it. Thanks, Sophie. (laughs) Yes. And then number three, this one hits home for me. So difficulty with holding healthy boundaries. Um, Empaths, you know, we can be people pleasers, we are overgivers, and so holding healthy boundaries and maintaining them can be really tricky if you're an empath or a highly sensitive person. And number four, I kind of talked about this before, absorbing the energy of your loved one. That can be really tricky. Um, I don't know how many times, like, you know, sorry, Riley, if you're on this live stream, but if my husband's in a crappy mood, within like 10 minutes from that, I'm like, kind of having a bad day too and I have to really come back and ask myself you know what's my energy and what isn't Um, so practicing discernment is huge as an empath when you're trying to be you know in a a relationship that serves you and uh, you know quote-unquote healthy 
And so number five, the last common, well, not certainly not the last, but the last on my list is saver syndrome. So wanting to fix your partner. Um, and it doesn't sound as like cold as, you know, it, that is. It's like you just care so much about that person and you want them to show up as their best selves too and you want them happy and you know oftentimes we can kind of be like interfering with our partner's journey um, and their lessons that they need to learn on their own so yeah savior syndrome all right so for those of you who are just joining us now we went over some common empath struggles in relationships and now we're gonna talk more about, you know, the five things that the empath that you're in a relationship with wants you to know, really wants you to know. And so the first thing is be patient with us. We're highly sensitive people and really feeling the emotions and energy of ourselves and others deeply, it can be a lot. Um, it can be really easy for us to shut down and just I don't know, it, it can be really tough. If you're an empath, you get what I'm saying. But, you know, being having that patience for your partner, um, if they're an empath, is really, really important because we're just wired a little bit differently. And number two, be supportive. So we need someone that's going to show us that our, you know, gift of deep feeling isn't something that's crazy or bad or isn't you know something that's seen as a weakness because you know if you're an empath i don't know how many times you know your partner has said you're way too emotional or you're way too sensitive or like you know what i mean i feel like i've gotten a lot of those comments before and it's really i don't know it's super disheartening when someone calls you crazy right for being too sensitive or too emotional um, and so part of my mission here with my coaching practice is to normalize you know deep feelings um, the gift of sensitivity because that's a huge gift when it comes to interpersonal relationships and interpersonal relationships will never go away so if you're an empath and you're really sensitive know that it's a gift and not a curse and so number three the third thing that your empath partner wants you to know about being in a relationship with them is respect our autonomy um, empaths have a need for alone time. They, you know, have a need for freedom to have their own sense of individuality. And our worst nightmare is to be controlled by somebody else. Um, I've had a relationship. It wasn't a romantic relationship. It was more like a familial relationship, but it was really controlling. Um, this person micromanaged like every single step of my life and I didn't know that was not normal until later so yeah all the trauma and the shadow work that I'm going through um, in my adulthood has been really eye-opening so yes and so I have two more things on my list of the things that your empath partner really wants you to know about being in a relationship with them and number four is deep connections are necessary for us. We're not surface level people. We typically don't like small talk and know that we are worthy of an equal energy exchange. So as an empath, you know, we're over givers. So I don't know how many of you have just been the person that's just giving and giving and giving. 
and allowing other people to receive, but then not getting that equal energy exchange. Um, it causes for just a ton of resentment, a ton of bitterness, and I've definitely experienced that firsthand. So, yes, deep connections are a must, soul connections are a must, and that equal energy exchange is absolutely necessary. Um, it's something that I've been, you know, putting my foot down a little bit more now in my life. Uh, before, I was just a people pleaser and I just wanted to make others feel better and at the expense of my own needs. So that's a huge lesson that I've learned in my adulthood as an empath. Yeah. And then number five, this one's a huge one. Respect that we might be experiencing reality completely different than you are. So as an empath, you're wired differently than other people. And even if you're not an empath, we all have different personalities, which means that, you know, we make decisions and we perceive the world completely different. So I always like to talk about Myers-Briggs personality types. I'm an INFJ. My husband is an ENFP. So if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, you know that we're basically opposites and we see the world completely differently. And I just feel like a lot of things come up around values and luckily we share enough of the same values, but there's some things that, you know, we still are working out as a couple because we're so different. So I just want to say that, you know, understanding your empath profile and learning your personality type and your partner's personality type can really help to just help both of you to hold more space for one another and respect each other's differences. Because I would say from like, when I was a child all the way up through, I want to say maybe age 26, I just was like way too focused on like what others were doing to me. I was completely like trapped in this victim mindset that I was self-imposed. Um, I always was just wondering like, why are, you know, why are others so disrespectful? Why can't they just understand? Why don't they see the world like me? Um, and like I mentioned in my last live, a good friend of mine opened my eyes to personality types one day over lunch, back when I was working at my nine to five. And I was like, you know, excuse my language, but holy shit, I have been seeing things completely wrong this whole time. And that's okay. I'm glad that I realized it now. So if you haven't taken a personality type test yet, uh, personality hacker has a really nice one. It's pretty accurate in my opinion. Um, and you can find out what your type is and what your partner's type is. And for those of you, oh, I was just going to say, for those of you on the live, drop your personality types. Maria says ENFP here, INFP for April, INFP for Sophie. Yes. So I have a lot of intuitive feelers here on the live and I, you know, have a lot in my community too. And so it's interesting when you connect with other NFs, with other people who have that NF in their four letter code, you really feel like you've met people in your soul tribe because you perceive the world and you make decisions pretty similarly. I wouldn't say they're exactly the same as other people because there's a lot more at play than just personality types, but you'd be surprised. So go ahead and connect with other NFs. It's pretty cool. And yes, that was number five on my list of five things the empath that you're with in a relationship really wants you to know. And if you're an empath and you've been enjoying these tips, I encourage you to go ahead and take it a step further and find out your empath type. 
So yes, if you haven't taken the empath quiz yet, you can do so. Um, if you're on Instagram, you can do, oh, you can click on the link in my bio and that'll take you to the free assessment. It's really quick. And then you'll find out your type and you'll also get emailed a guided meditation that corresponds with your empath type. It's pretty cool. I used binaural beats. And so those are healing frequencies and this one's at 432 Hertz. And so that Hertz can be used for different chakras, but this one, I intended it to heal the root chakra, which is um, associated with our stability, our grounding, you know, our base. So it's a nice way to ground yourself with those frequencies. And then, oh, if you're on Facebook and you want to take the empath quiz, I'll just put it in the comments below this live. So thanks for joining me, everyone. Um, I apologize if you missed, uh, you know, a part of the live or the beginning of it. Um, I'm going to upload this to IGTV so that you guys can see the replay. Of course, let me know if you have any questions and I hope you have an excellent day. Happy hump day. And yes, we're almost through the week. So good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. What's up everybody? It's Riley with the That's Deep Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support, and good luck.